It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, where each and every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you've had a great weekend so far and not spending too much money out there at the mall. My name is Mike Bernard, your host, as well as one of the certified financial planners on the show, along with my friends and colleagues at KFG, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. Hey, have you ever thought about hiring a financial advisor, but you were afraid to call because you didn't know if you had enough money to justify it? Or, or maybe worse, you called and a financial professional told you you didn't have enough money to work with them. Well, we're going to give you a shot of courage and motivation today as we address this question and others on today's episode of The Wise Money Show. That's right. We're kicking it off with a question from Corey. If you have a question, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us in a few different ways. You can first call or text 574-222-2000. And second, you can visit us, visit us online, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. That turns into an email, goes right to me. We'll hit it on an upcoming show and also catch up on previous episodes right there. Speaking of previous episodes, the YouTube channel is up live and on fire. Come check us out at Wise Money Radio. This episode is on YouTube as well as previous ones as well. And you can check us out Facebook and Twitter as well at Wise Money Radio. And just for the record, Bill Thomas said, we're much better on YouTube than we are on the radio. Thank you, Bill. Yes. All right. Wonderful. Hey, we are kicking off today's show with question from fan of the show, Corey. Here's what he asked. Corey's 41, I was listening to a different financial radio show on this station, and they requested people call in to schedule an appointment, but only if you had a certain amount of money. Do you need to have a certain amount of money in order to work with a financial advisor? Corey, that's a great question, and I think there's some definitions that we want to give. Number one, when you think, I want you to think about two things. Number one, I want you to think about radio shows. And then the other thing I want you to think about is financial advisors. And there are different radio shows and there are different types of financial advisors. So let's talk about the differences. The challenge though is why it's important to talk about the differences. They look and feel the same. Well, they, they, at least they look the same. Okay, so so let's let's make the difference. So yeah. we were in Nashville uh, just a couple weeks ago and we went and saw Dave Ramsey. Shook his hand, got a picture taken with him. I think Dave Ramsey is amazing, and Dave has helped millions of people. And the person that was there doing the debt-free scream, their story was very inspiring, and they were inspired by Dave Ramsey. And it made me cry. I'm a crier, folks. That's that's, (laughs) a true story. Good commercials. Yeah. And Uh, so- uh, Birthday cards. (laughs) Not sure how to follow it. Debt-free screams. Puppy dogs walks on the beach. So anyway, so as we were in Dave's studio, which is a very impressive complex- the thing about Dave, what he's excellent at doing, he's an excellent communicator and teacher, and but Dave is not a practitioner. So sometimes I'll listen to Dave, and I don't necessarily agree with what he says, not that he's wrong and I'm right, but I just think, no, as a practitioner, as a guy who does this 48 hours a week, the, the two hours I'm not doing that, I'm doing a radio show. 
So, but as a guy who practices this and then talks about it on the radio for an hour or two a week, there's a big difference because yeah. what Dave sees and what we see are totally different. And Dave's got great guiding principles. And, and again, he's a fabulous communicator and with, with great values, great principles and so on. But it's a little different when you're actually doing it all day. I tell folks, and it's different when you're sitting belly to belly with someone talking about their finances all day. So you get a little different perspective. Absolutely. And if you follow Dave's guiding principles, you will be bulletproof. You won't be bombproof, but you'll mm-hmm. be bulletproof because those guiding principles work. They're very, they're very basic, and those are if you start at the beginning, uh, they're awesome. So, so on one side you have the radio show guy who's not a practitioner. Mm-hmm. On the other end, you have the practitioner who does a radio show, and then so you say, well, what's the difference between maybe that radio show and the show that we do? Well, that radio show might say something like. All right, the next 10 callers who have at least a couple hundred thousand dollars of investment assets, we will schedule a complimentary uh, appointment with you. And typically, um, they might also say something like, well, uh, I want to tell you about this product that I own and my parents own this product too. And as soon as I hear that, my radar goes off and I think, oh, okay, so they've got something to sell you. That's an infomercial. Yep. And, and so what... Your whatever your problem is, the product that they are selling is the solution. Mm-hmm. So I talked with a young uh, Bethel student who said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to do an internship with a financial company," and I just asked some simple questions and I said, "Well, what do they do?" And they they're known for a certain product, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, do you think if there's a problem?" there will be a product other that to, than that to solve the problem. And he looked at me like he that had never dawned on him before. And so I think the, the important thing is when you listen to someone who has a product to sell, you can listen to their show and get it. Yep. And, and I'd say somewhere in between, you would find the wise money show. And what we, we said in September of 2015 when we started the show, we live here and we want this to be the most financially literate community in the world. There's no reason why it can't be, but it's not going to, we're not going to solve the problem with the same level of thinking that it was created in. So we said, no, we've got to do something and we've got to change the medium that we're using to reach our community because we want to stir them up. We want them to be talking about their finances, thinking about their finances, and motivated to take the next right step. Well, that's one of the reasons why we set a different hurdle for a new client coming into our firm. In order to work with an advisor within our firm, we say you have to be goal-oriented and coachable, mm-hmm. right? It has to be a good working relationship, in other words. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously that has nothing to do with how much money they have or what their income is necessarily. Uh, we want to be a firm that can serve anybody who is really serious about their, their finances. Yep. There are advisors out there that do set a financial threshold, sure. um, an income level or, or a, an asset level, if you will, um, I, I remember hearing a friend of our firm say, hey, I'm looking to make sure that we're not only a good fit relationally, but there's also a good economic match as well. And hearing it from someone who I know is, uh, you know, of highest moral authority on, on this subject, you know, I, I trust him completely. It sort of changed my opinion because I used to think 
oh, economic match, that's just code for I want to make money on you, mm-hmm. right? And so you've got to have enough money for me to make money. Um, but the, the reality is you do want to work with a financial advisor who their firm is set up in a way to serve you well and that their cost structure doesn't cause the the cost to you to get out of hand. It needs to be something that you can continue that relationship long term. Mm-hmm. And so the economics of it need to be a win-win for everybody involved. We've intentionally set up the business. Kevin had the initial vision for building Corhorn Financial Group and intentionally set up this business to serve whoever God brings to our door, wherever you're at financially, as long as you meet those criteria that Josh mentioned, coachable and goal-oriented. And uh, so we've got a team of advisors, awesome, awesome certified financial planners, CPAs, insurance, CICs, insurance advisors that really can serve the full spectrum of services. So I'd go back to you, Josh, and say, yes, yeah, some financial advisors do set limits. And actually, some of them can communicate it in a very poor way where they're, and, and can be very off-putting. Um, but to, to you, Corey, or anyone else listening, no, that's not the case with all financial advisors and, and not the case with us. Yeah, and I would say what you want to do is look, to your point, Mike, we, Corhorn Financial Group is stratified. So we have folks that have been doing this for 20-plus years who they really should work with a, a certain level of client who brings a certain level of complexity. Yeah, Because right. if you've been training for 20 plus years to and practicing your craft, you should be ready for the incredibly complicated situations. But we also have the folks that are certified financial planners with with just a few years of experience. Great expertise, but not as... Great expertise. And those are the folks that should be working with someone who's uh, just graduated and getting ready to make the transition from school to work. But, folks, The Wise Money Show is not an infomercial for Corhorn Financial Group. We have said this many, many times. We're, we're not out there trying to suggest you do anything other than follow a process for making your financial decisions. Find a certified financial planner. Now the question begs, when do you need to find that person and how do you find them? So we've got that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Happy Turkey Weekend, folks. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory here in the KFG studios. Wait, you didn't like that, Kevin? No, I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. That's all. <laughs> this is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being with us, folks. Listen, want to say special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for making the Wise Money Show possible. If you have a question, we're tackling a question right now from Corey. If you have one for us, call text 574-222-2000. Or the web page, wisemoneyradio.com. You can submit a question right there on the right. Okay, so Corey uh, wrote in, and here's what he asked. I was listening to a different financial radio show on this station, and they requested that people call in to schedule an appointment, but only if you had a certain amount of money. Do you need to have a certain amount of money to work with a financial advisor? And the first few moments of the show, we kicked off by saying, listen, there's, uh, there's a wide spectrum of financial radio shows, some done by great communicators who are not financial advisors. Others on the complete opposite end of the spectrum are product salesmen, and they're just 
got a show to try and promote their product and sell something. And that's likely what you may have been listening to. And then the Wise Money Show is, is intended to be very, very different. We're not trying to sell anything, trying to educate you and help you make great financial decisions. And, and if one thing, give you a context, a, pl- a platform, a process for making great financial decisions in your life. And so uh, some financial advisors have certain minimums. Others like Corhorn Financial Group are designed to help you wherever you're at. So, But it begs the question here, how do you know when you need to find a financial planner? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. What we've often found and often said to to clients is that financial planning is really event driven, isn't it? You know, you you get to a point in life where you've got some real life decisions to make, and there are financial implications to those. You want to have a smart financial game plan in place, and maybe you're not 100% confident that you have the expertise or the know-how, the skill and the experience to be able to make the best possible decisions. That's when, if, if you're facing uncertainty, as we say, the the uh, response should always be to seek wisdom. That's, that's right? right. And so, you know, there are some people who they get to a point in life, something external happens and it gives them a shakeup. Maybe for the first time they are more focused than ever on their goals or some objective they're trying to accomplish. Other people get to what we refer to as a, a, a life transition point. Yeah where you know you're moving from one stage of life to another one and it's a game changer for you you're facing totally new uh, territory here new questions that have to be answered um, maybe there's new knowledge that you need to acquire that sort of thing and um, when you get to these life transitions that's a time also to to seek out wisdom we did an entire um, uh, series. Well, yeah, it was a series. I was going to say show, but it was, like you said, a whole whole bunch of shows on this back a uh, year and a half ago. I, I think, think we're going to be resurrecting that and bringing it back because it's just so applicable. And we believe, folks, that everyone needs a financial planner. And that is intentionally why we set up Corhorn Financial Group to help people wherever they're at, whatever their circumstance. But like Josh mentioned, oftentimes you will realize, all right, I now have a need when you're facing a life transition or a key financial decision. Just recently, and there's several of these examples, but just recently we had someone call in who was referred to our firm because they're selling a a business. And this actually happens all the time, especially with the economy doing okay. We've helped a lot of people with this. And they mentioned that they haven't really had much experience with financial advisors in the past, but now, now they've got this big event and then it's going to sh- it's going to shake up really every area of their financial life so they really needed an educator really needed someone who could help them through the entire process that's why we believe everyone needs a financial plan because you need a context for making your financial decisions where you know that it's going to provide synergy in your financial life yeah, you think about that person, they spent their entire working career running their business. They knew how to run their business. They obviously did it successfully. And when they sell, now all of a sudden they've got a big pile of dollars that needs to provide for their livelihood instead of the the paycheck and the profits that were coming out of the business. So mm-hmm. totally different environment. And they were wise enough to say, hey, I- I'm not going to go this alone. Just because I had great success in one area of my life, that doesn't necessarily make me an expert in the next stage of life. Yeah. yeah a lot of times it is event driven where people, I met with three people this week and in each of those scenarios, 
there was an inheritance involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, it is amazing what kind of complexity that can bring in to someone's financial life, but really what kind of opportunities that can bring. Yeah. And so there are opportunities to do amazing, great things in your financial life and have that inheritance really be a blessing, really be uh, you know a following sea, a, a, a tailwind, if you will, to get you moving in the right direction. And so, but this is where people realize I, I was comfortable with what I was doing, but this is just enough to tip the scale to get me to do this. And and so then you say, well, how did those folks find us? Well, two of those were referrals to us. And uh, the third was we had served the folks mm-hmm. and this person walked through the estate settlement process and said, man, that was so simple and easy. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, it's it's the it that body of work was 20 years in the making it should be simple and easy so you've heard some uh those are a couple but high-end examples so selling a business is one maybe receiving an inheritance but folks i mean you might all of a sudden realize you've got a need to meet with a financial planner because you're just starting your first job yeah And, and 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 you need a budget for the first time and how much needs to be allocated towards paying off those student loans or saving up for the house. How do I figure that out? It's possible you, you've, you're you kind of feeling overloaded with some debt and you need a plan, to, to a debt service plan to get out of that. It's possible that you're just curious about how should my investments be structured in my 401k and with the market as high as it is, makes me a little queasy, I can't sleep at night. Maybe that's, maybe that's the catalyst where you say, I, I now now need to sit down with a financial planner. We're going to talk in a moment about how you find that trusted advisor. But folks, anytime you have a financial decision to make, you need financial wisdom. And oftentimes, you realize you have a financial decision to make when when an, an event an event happens. Yeah, and yeah. if we're really going to answer the question, how do you know when you need a financial planner? This is what I would tell you: if you don't have one, you need one. A financial planner, again, make sure that planner is certified. And if you do are not working with a certified financial planner, get a pad of paper right now and a pen and create your to-do list. And it is find a financial planner. You, If you're not working with one, you need one. I would encourage you to go find one. And right below that on the list is warm-up leftovers for lunch. Um, listen, so let's <laughs> let's transition. Thanksgiving leftovers are about the best thing ever. They are. So they, just, they, yes. just saying. Okay, yes, so how? How do you find a financial planner and how do you make sure it's a good one? Folks, we've talked about this a couple times on the show. It's very much worth repeating. Uh, We have a few sayings around here, but one is that at the base of that relationship has to be trust. The, The financial planner is not in the financial business. They're in the trust business. You've got to trust this person. So what's the mathematics for trust? Uh Nice. Yeah. Uh, good segue there. Uh, you know, in my opinion, trust is built if you have someone that you found you can work with who has character, competence, and consistency. You have to have all three of those in order to be trustworthy. That's right. And and that's a multiplication effect that, that happens. If someone is growing in their competence, then they're growing their trustworthiness. If they're growing in uh, their character, again, their, their trustworthiness is building. But it's also a multiplication because if someone's a zero in any one of those, 
They're not trustworthy at That's all. Right. So think about this. If someone graduated at the top of their class in some XYZ, you know, financial school, okay, so competence is there. But character, they were known to have a shaky character, right? We see a lot of that with politicians and celebrities these days. You don't trust them then. That's right. Right? Or if they've got good character and they've got great expertise, but every time you go in, you get something a little bit different right mm-hmm. that you're not sure if they're going to show up for the meeting or if they're going to tell you one thing and the next time tell you the complete opposite if there's no consistency there's no trust there either folks so you've got to find someone find the firm we're going to start talking about a little bit of a process that you can go through to, to do this but that has the right blend of character competence and consistency there's a few ways where you can start that approach to find that person. And then ultimately it's going to be then sitting down, asking them questions, making sure that they've got appropriate levels in each of those core areas. So we're going to tell you a little bit about that process as well as a few more listener questions we're going to hit coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. How do you find a qualified, trustworthy, certified financial planner? We've got that answer coming up here, folks. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike. I've got Josh and Kevin with me in the KFG studios, as always. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with REMAX 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show to make it possible. Folks, this episode, as always is on the YouTube channel. Check it out at Wise Money Radio on YouTube. We had uh, a fan of the show reach out and say, hey, I actually like it better on YouTube. So go check it out. In fact, we're hoping to have more of a production value and all that. We've we've got big visions for that stuff, but check it out. And uh, you can also give us a call or send us a text 574-222-2000 and the website wisemoneyradio.com has previous episodes, podcasts as well. You can leave a question there. So uh, Corey reached out and sent us a question, and, and we're, we're kind of at the tail end of it, but here's what he asked. I was listening to a different financial radio show on the station, and they requested people call in to schedule an appointment, but only if they had a certain amount of money. Is that how all financial advisors works? And, and we said, no, you know, that's, that's not the case. And it, uh, it can sound a little greasy when someone says that. Some financial advisors, they've got a good reason for it, but other financial planning firms are set up and designed to help people wherever they're at. And uh, that's that's how we've intentionally set up Corhorn Financial Group. But we then moved on from that question, Corey, and kind of behind that question is, all right, then when do you know you need one? Address that. And then how do you find one? And we said, finding the right financial advisor, it's someone that has the right blend of character, competence, inconsistency. So what's the process you go through to find that person? You know, I, I personally think the best way to find a financial advisor or anyone that you're going to be trusting is to ask, you know, ask around the, the people that you trust. You can borrow the trust that they have built up with their financial advisor. Just like, uh, you, you know, Kevin, I've asked you for a referral to a good mechanic. Someone you've got to be able to trust, yeah. right? Well, Kevin trusts his guy, so that's who I want to go to. Or uh, someone who's a, a great contractor or a great um, a attorney or a good doctor. I ask around to the people whose opinions matter to me, and uh, th- I think that's a great way to find the financial advisor that you should be trusting as well. That is a great that – that's where I would start. But 
you've got to distinguish between is that person actually doing comprehensive financial planning? Because you could be referred to someone who's done a great job perceivably and who's very nice and likable relational and so on. But if they, they, they could be just a product salesman. And, and we would argue you need a process, a financial planning process to walk through all areas of your financial life. So yes, start with asking for referrals, but know what you're looking for. That's right. I mean, the, to me, the referral gets you in the room with someone that you begin interviewing to see if it's a good fit for you. Yeah. Just because uh, your neighbor has a great fit with uh, a financial advisor, it doesn't mean that your personality is going to line up just right. That's right. So it, as you say, it's the start of the process. Mm-hmm. And I would think along the lines of financial planner, because when you think there are two words, just think two words as you're starting your search, product or process. So if you sit down with someone and in the first half hour or hour or hour and a half, if they're talking about products, you know you're in the wrong place. Yeah. They or should two or three hours in my they, case. They right? should be. Yeah. <laughs> Those are folks yes. on YouTube saw me smirk there. Yeah. Josh is long-winded. So, <laughs> so this is the thing. And, and uh, I was meeting with a guy yesterday and he said, well, listen, um, you know, he's coming to some money and he was talking about how we can help him. And he sees, uh, and, and my simple question to him was, how can we help you? And he's like, well, I, I need an investment strategy. And I said, well, you know what? I, I, I would disagree without knowing a whole lot about your situation. And as it came out, he didn't need help with his investment strategy. Yes, he needs a good investment strategy, but that's not the, the help he needs. He needs help with behavioral finance mm-hmm. because the, it's very quickly people are separated from their money, not because of bad investment strategies, although that does and can happen, yeah. but most of the time they're separated from their money because of bad habits and bad advice, and they're not willing to allow someone in their life to coach them. Because mm-hmm. you you have there has there has to be a certain level of humility to uh, to submit yep. to professional advice. Yeah. So, but also you're not going to have that unless there's trust. Again, so going back, you've got to find someone you trust. How do you find someone that you trust? They've got to have character competence and consistency. If you don't have a if you don't have a referral from a friend who you trust that can kick off the interviewing process, I'd recommend starting at cfp.net. That's the CFP's uh, CFP board's website where there's a spot where you can find a financial professional and type in years of code all that. That will at least get you started because you know and you know listening to the Wise Money show, you've got to be working with a certified financial planner, all right? But it also doesn't mean every finan- every certified financial planner actually does financial planning. They may have just gone through the rigor to get that designation, but they're actually doing something that's different. That's right. So, And that's exactly why when you're in the room interviewing a potential financial planner, in my opinion, the most important question that you should ask is, do you take a comprehensive approach to financial planning? Yep. Right. Uh, as a listener to this show, you know that comprehensive financial planning is what we are all about. We preach it every weekend. And you've heard us say before that you don't just need a tax plan from your CPA or a good insurance package from your agent. 
You don't need to just go find a broker to help you build a financial or, or an investment game plan. It's not a totally uh, separate conversation with an attorney. You need someone who can help pull all of these seemingly separate and distinct lenses, get them in line with each other into one alignment, one focus. Mm-hmm. Around here, we call it one plan, yep. right? Uh, not a not a half a dozen different game plans with different professionals. Someone who can help bring it all together for you. And when and one of the questions that you should ask is how do you get paid? Yep. Yeah. And if part of the answer isn't, well, I get paid because I I create a financial plan for you and I get paid for doing that. If that's not somewhere in the answer, you you just know you're in the wrong place. Well, because they're they because you're not meeting by candlelight, and even if you were, those candles <laughs> candles would cost money. But they you've got electricity, you've got heat, you've got a building that you're meeting. So they're 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 going to make make money some way, right? Right, and um, you need to know it needs to be transparent, and you need to be they need to be upfront. You need you need to know that, and um, I would also ask questions like. Uh, what does the first year's experience look like? Um, and you know, specific questions to your situation. Ask how have how have you approached this in the past? Just again to confirm both competence, but also consistency as well. So this is what I'm going through. How how have you dealt with these sorts of circumstances in the past? So let me give you a question to tease out the character piece too. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that the financial planning process should be focused on you and your goals, your values, your priorities, and not the ones that are projected upon you by the financial Mm -hmm. professional. Mm -hmm. So asking a question, something as simple as, hey, can you give me an example of someone that you've worked with where their values were different than yours and how did that work out? Oh my goodness. The financial advisor's job is to help you achieve your goals, your values, and um, that, that... should not be dependent upon their own values coming out in, in a meeting. Yeah, that's that's great. Another avenue to search on the character piece is potentially checking out a couple of different advisor networks. One of them would be Dave Ramsey. Is Dave Ramsey endorsed local provider or um, Smart Vester Pros is what they're called now. We're connected with Dave Ramsey. We've already brought him up in the show. But, y- you know, Dave has a certain... Um, values that he preaches from the radio show and the ELPs or smart investors should, in theory, have similar values to that. Also, Kingdom Advisors is a, is another one. It's another uh, financial advisor network where you've got folks that have a certain values base uh, that, that are part of that network and go through the training and, and whatnot. So possibly find, if you're looking for competence, you want to find someone that had that does have similar values to you, and you might find them in one of those network sources. So um, great question, Carrie. We've got a question here, and you might be thinking this as well from Don, and it's how do I know if I'm going to have enough income in retirement? So we're taking it from how do you find a financial advisor to the other end of the spectrum? I'm ready to retire. How do I structure my income and make sure it's enough? So that and more coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. 
Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Mike Bernard, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory coming to you from the KFG Studios. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. And I hope you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. We're so glad that you're with us today. If you have a question, reach out to us, 574-222-2000, wisemoneyradio.com, or YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, at Wise Money Radio. If you've missed anything, I tell you all the time, remind you, YouTube channel is up and running. It's also on podcast. Had someone I was... Uh, ran into the other day, said, oh, I got to show you something. I got to show you something. Pulled out her phone and said, I listen to this when I'm working out. And uh, it was a Wise Money Show. Wouldn't that be funny if I said it was something else? <laughs> I'm not very funny. Uh, so I have a lot of people listening on podcasts. You can catch all the previous episodes. See, it was funny. Kevin Corhorn. Uh, right there on the website as well, wisemoneyradio.com. We've been addressing a question from Corey about, hey, are all finan- do you have to have a certain amount of money to work with a financial advisor, we said, no, you shouldn't have to. And we walked through the process of finding one. Now, coming up, we've got a question from Don. Here's what he asked. I'm concerned about if I'll have enough income in retirement or how I should structure my savings to provide income in retirement. I feel like my wife and I have done a good job saving up for retirement, but not exactly sure how to turn that into income that we can live on. Don, that is a fabulous question. I'm assuming uh, this is probably the number one concern of folks as they're approaching and getting close to retirement. How do I do this? Well, especially I, I'm assuming, Don, that maybe you watched your parents retire and the approach that they took back then would be different than what you would see today. It, it used to be that you know you you work on growing some assets and taking some risk until you get to retirement and then you shift things over into income producing investments like bonds or CDs that were paying 8% or 6% and you could get a great income off of that. Exactly. That was a totally different interest rate environment, different economic environment back then. And so the that prevailing thinking for an entire generation or so unfortunately doesn't work anymore. And what a lot of people have turned to is, well, in retirement, I'm still going to need to have a very diversified portfolio. I need to have stocks and bonds, different types of mutual funds and everything. And then I'm just going to try to draw off of that account. Basically, they're talking about taking distributions out of the nest egg as opposed to income off of the nest egg. Mm -hmm. It's a subtle difference, but it's one of the reasons why a lot of the academic brainiacs out there, um, professors and whatnot, have done research and they've been testing, well, what's a safe amount to distribute or withdraw out of your portfolio? And the early indications was, oh, you take 4%. That'd be kind of a nice rule of thumb. That came out in, what, the 90s, I think? Or yeah. Or maybe almost 20 years ago. That's right. Yeah. Also when interest rates were higher than they are right now. Exactly. And so e- even that number, that methodology is being amended downward. 4% might be too much, too yeah. early in, in retirement. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think there are a couple of things, Don, thanks for the question. There are a couple of things that I would look at maximizing. First of all, I would maximize control over my expenses. The skill of budgeting and knowing exactly what your expense structure is going to look like in retirement. And I would try to simplify it. I would try and get your expense structure so incredibly simple in retirement that 
even a caveman could do it. <laughs> I mean, you just you just want it so that it it it's happening on autopilot, and there's not a lot of thought that goes into what what is what's the income on a monthly basis, what's the outflow on a monthly basis, and then it, it'll be very easy to manage how much do I need gross to be able to do my retirement plan. And to solve that then, I completely agree, Kevin. And you want to have that number one, simple, number two, clear. Mm-hmm. This, the people that I've seen get into retirement and get a little backwards and, and have some trouble is they weren't clear how much they needed each month to live on. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is you can build a plan off of living on X number and that can work. But if reality is you're living on a, some, on a number higher than that, guess what, folks? That plan doesn't work. If you've already made that decision to retire, you're in some trouble there and, and you're going to need some great guidance and possibly some pretty serious trade-offs and sacrifices. So how do you get the income? And it's, of course, unique to everyone's situation, but we have uh, a philosophy that we've helped people with ever since interest rates have really started changing, and that's the personal pension plan, where you stratify your savings in a way where you still have dollars in a long-term bucket because the long-term dollars, even though no one likes the risk of the stock market, I like the risk because it provides a certain rate of return over the long term. So you need it. You need to harness that. So you partition off a certain amount of money and invest it for the long term. But then you've got two other buckets, essentially, that will provide your cash flow in the immediate term and then also the replacement of that cash flow in the intermediate term. Right, And that gives you the, th- the safety because if the markets hit another drop off here and you've got Jim Cramer and these other guys getting on the, ra- on the radio, mm-hmm. on the, uh, he, he'd be cool if he was on the radio, but he gets on the TV and says, <laughs> you've got to have X amount, you've got to have all this money sitting in cash, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, folks, uh, that plan, you'd have it. Yep, you, you'd have it. And then you don't have to worry as much about grabbing the wheel like Carrie Underwood tells you to do or tells Jesus to do, and uh, overcorrecting your finances because you've got your income for the next couple of years already planned for. It's your long-term dollars that have gone down, and you're, you, you've given those time to come back. Yeah, you don't want to ever be vulnerable to what the stock market is doing. And so if you're in a position where you feel vulnerable to what the stock market's doing, you, it, you likely have a structural problem, and that is something that you want to have fixed. Well, I'm going to blow up most of your thinking right now. And that is the way you you climbed up the mountain is to diversify and invest every single paycheck. And that that worked out well because it was it's called dollar cost averaging when the share prices go down you're still contributing until you're buying more shares at a lower price. Folks, the exact opposite happens if you take that same approach on the way out. Because the markets do go up and down, and if you're just withdrawing and selling shares every single month or something like that, then you're selling more shares when the market temporarily dips. Folks, the process, the, 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 the plan, the strategy that got you up the mountain is the wrong plan to get you down the mountain. That's right. Well, Kevin, talking about vulnerability in the markets, you are much more vulnerable during a distribution phase. Mm -hmm. You hit a a significant drop in the market and you're not prepared for it uh, in your portfolio. 
or I would argue in your income streams, yes. then you have to take some drastic actions or at the at the very least, your emotions could run crazy on you. I, I just met with a client yesterday and they're in retirement a few years in and I like to try to talk during the good times of the market about how we're going to behave during the next downturn in the market. I know. So I was, I was bringing up that, that subject and the client, he kind of stopped me and he said, no, no, you know, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'm not worried about the next decline because we have the right amount of income coming in. And a few years ago, when they sold the family farm, we used a portion of it to uh, actually get an income-producing tool. It's something that we use sparingly, but when it's appropriate, uh, certain types of annuity contracts can guarantee a stream of income, much like a pension would. Mm -hmm. And so they have the right amount of income coming in, and he's not worried about the ups and downs of the market because he's not dependent upon those dollars. Yeah. And just the calm and the peace, it, it was almost like he was reassuring me as opposed to me uh, trying to prepare him. That's interesting. Yeah, and the other thing I would say, so I said maximize control over your expenses. That's one thing that you have a lot of control over. The other thing I would say is maximize your fixed income sources. So yeah. we've been working on some plans this week and looking at the even – even with one rather large employer in the area, the if I take my lump sum pension at this age, it's X amount. If I wait a couple years, it's X plus. If I wait a couple more years, it's X plus plus. And so the question is, do I what what size lump sum should I put my hands on? When's the right time to do that? If you don't have a lump sum option, then you say, well, what, what about my pension? Mm -hmm. I you know, uh, met with some folks and said, hey, I made the rule of 85. Hey, should I start taking mm -hmm. right now? And these are some of the biggest financial decisions of your life, which is why you need a certified financial planner. And same principle applies to Social Security. That's one of the biggest decisions you're going to make in your retirement because that is a guaranteed income source. You need to handle that with care, with all the right analysis. Thanks for the question, Don, as well as Corey. Thank you for listening, folks. I hope, we hope you've had a wonderful Thanksgiving and there's something in your finances that you're thankful for. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.